0: This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Pastor Corey will be continuing his series today. Check up from the neck up. Enjoy. We've been discussing over the past several weeks of God doing a miracle in our minds. That if God is going to take us into a new season, he can't take us into a new season with an old mind. And so we started off talking through Romans 12 and we walked through Matthew chapter 4. We, uh, last week we went through Genesis 3, and this week we're going to conclude in Proverbs, but also to in Jonah. We discussed last week that when the Bible talks about the heart, God is not referring to the physical beating heart, but he's referring to our mind, our will, our imaginations, and our affections. How many of y'all remember that? That he's referring, when he says heart in the Bible, he's not referring to the physical palpitating muscle that sits behind our chest. He's referring to our mind, our will, and our affections. That trust in the Lord with all your mind, your will, imagination, and your affections. And the tendency that you and I have Uh, when we don't trust in the Lord, is to lean on our own understanding. When we relinquish our own understanding, God ends up taking our life out of the hands of our own understanding. Why is this important, Pastor Corey? Because God plans to do some things that is beyond your comprehension. God wants to do some things for you and I that is beyond our own understanding. Hear me, family. God wants to do some things for you and I that is beyond our ability to reason. Some things that God wants to do in your life, watch this, it's not going to make sense, but it's going to make faith. Therefore, you don't want to live by the limitations of what you can comprehend. So we have to give him our understanding. But the truth of the matter is, we must give it to God because God is a leader and not a thief. We must give him our minds and relinquish our own understanding because God, he will not take it from us. The Bible says in Revelation that before I stand at the door and I knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come and eat with that person and they with me. God, he will not force his way into our lives. He will not force and impose his will upon upon us, but we must give him access. We must open the door of our heart and simply let them in. Somebody say, let them in. in. And so I began to ask God to give me a person in the Bible that could help me teach a lesson of the dangers of not relinquishing our own understanding. And the person he brought to my attention was by the name and character, Jonah. Jonah, it teaches us, the narrative exists because it teaches us the danger of not surrendering our minds. In Jonah chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible is clear. God gives Jonah some instruction that Jonah finds uncomfortable and unsettling. He instructs Jonah to go and preach a message of repentance to Nineveh. Nineveh was the capital of Assyria and the Assyrians were known for dealing with the children of Israel in a hostile and harsh manner. So Jonah, watch this, he did not want to see these people blessed by the ministry of the heavenly father because he thought they deserved judgment when God wanted to give them grace. So the Bible is clear. Jonah, he runs away from the Lord. And he goes to a place called Tarshish. He leaned on his own understanding. He picked his reasoning over God. And it's interesting here because the text says in verse number three, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down, somebody say down, down. to Joppa, where he found the ship bound for that port. And after paying, somebody say paying. Paying Paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. This is important, family, because this teaches us when we don't relinquish our own understanding, what happens is no matter what direction you go in, you're going down. The Bible says that Jonah, he went down to Joppa. In other words, you'll find yourself in places where you're depressed. You'll find yourself in places where you're dejected. You'll find yourself in lowly places, and it all has to do with you not relinquishing your own understanding. See, some of us, you can't even shout right now because of the low place you're in, and the very reason why you're in the very place that you're in is because you have an unrelinquished mind. I know I won't get to any amens, but I'll preach it anyhow. When you get your mind out, you get your life out. And here it is: Jonah. He goes down to Joppa, but the Bible also says that he pays a fare. <laughs> that he pays a fare to go to charges. Now, listen to this: If he had went to Nineveh, it would have been free. Ah. If he just would have did what God asked him to do and went where God asked him to go watch this the fare would have been free. But since he chose his own understanding and not to relinquish his mind, it cost him in the long run because the principle is this. When we don't relinquish our own understanding, it was, it's always going to cost us. That you may, not, you may not believe it or not, but when we walk in our own understanding, you're going to have to pay for it. You may not pay for it with resources, but you'll pay for it with energy. You'll pay for it with heartbreak. You'll pay for it with resources. You'll pay for it with momentum. You'll pay for it with your witnesses because you, you act, get out there, act like a fool, and now people can't even believe in God because they can't, they seen how you act. Good God Almighty, I'm preaching up in this place. And God says, that's a trick. And here's the trick of the enemy. The trick of the enemy is this. He will have you thinking that just because you may not have to pay it immediately, you won't, either, you won't pay it eventually. Watch this. Jonah, he left the port and nothing happened. He sailed a little and nothing happened. Because just because you move forward successfully doesn't mean that you're right. Ah. That God's silence doesn't mean that he's changed changed his mind. He's just respecting your ability to choose. Because the Bible says in Proverbs 14 and 12, there is a way that appears right. But in the end, it leads to destruction. See, some of you, you misconstrued God's inactivity with you being right. And you assume that you made the right decision even though it was a wrong one because nothing has happened yet but I want you to know that whenever you do something that is outside of the will of God that thing is a direct deposit and we don't know if it's gonna hit on Monday or Tuesday or three or Thursday but that thing you're gonna have to pay for it and you got to realize that just because it starts off one way doesn't mean it's gonna end that way and some of us we've judged our lives based off the just based off the activity of people and said God how could you bless somebody like that God how could you allow something like that and what you fail to realize is that it hadn't got to the end of the thing yet do not be deceived that God is not mocked that whatever a man sows that shall he also reap yeah 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 you gotta know that if you're not careful that you'll judge, a, you'll judge the beginning of something and call it good before the end of it because a storm will always rise I'm almost done the Lord the continues the Bible continues that when Jonah he gets on the ship the text says that the Lord he conjures up a storm then the Lord in verse 4 it says he sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent arose violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break it up. It's interesting that when the storm shows up, it shows up as an intense wind. The wind is blowing and Jonah couldn't see that the wind was God's warning. Ah, God. It was God's way of giving Jonah a chance to make a U-turn and go back in the right direction. But when you haven't relinquished your own understanding, your discernment will be off. You'll fail to recognize God trying to save you, watch this, not just from the enemy, but God trying to save you from yourself. And I just wanna know, is there anybody that can admit that sometimes in every now and then that you need saving from your own self? Now don't you look up here at me stuck up because I can look at your exes and tell that you're not a good decision maker that. Some of us, we need to understand we need God not just to be our Savior. We need God to be our Lord. Lord, don't just save my life. Lord, but I need you to lead my life because I am the one that keeps making and putting myself in these situations. Do I got any honest folk out there that can say I am not I am not as a good decision maker as I present myself to be, but I need the Lord to help me and guide me and Need me somebody shout yes good God almighty you need a lord you need a savior because our decision making is off when we don't have the lord our decision making is not correct when we don't have the lord we make bad we make quick we make futile decisions when we don't have the lord but I need the lord oh, the songwriter said I need thee. oh I need Him." Oh, they said every hour oh, God I, I don't need you some of the time but but I need you all the time because if I make this decision I'm going to mess this thing up and I just wish somebody had a flashback and you can look back over your life and you can see the decisions that you made and you can see the mistakes that you made and say Lord I thank you for saving me from me do I got anybody here that is grateful that the Lord saved you from yourself ah uh, yeah 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 this is for the only real people out here because I know you got it all together now I know you look good now but there was a point in time where you were broke busted and disgusted there was a point in time where you were crying all night over the relationship that you lost there was a point in time where you had more questions than answers and God says it was because of me that you're here right now somebody shout yes God Almighty, you got to know that you need a Savior, but you also need a Lord. huh, oh. because oh, I don't need Christ just to save my life. I need him to lead my life. Oh, God. But Pastor Darius Daniels, he said that we as believers, we subscribe to what he, what he characterized and notated as vampire Christianity that we want the blood and nothing else that we'll say Lord save me but we don't say Lord lead me but every now and then you're going to get to a place in God you're going to get to a place in life where you need the Lord to lead you out of some stuff you need the Lord to lead you through some stuff you need the Lord to help you make it through the next day of your life somebody shout yes for everybody who needs them would you make some noise Good God Almighty. The text says that that all the sailors, verse number five, became afraid. And each cried out to his own God. And they began, watch this, to throw cargo in the sea to lighten the ship. <laughs> now, now, now the cargo was was the men who were on the ship valuables. The cargo was the way the men took care of their families. So here it is. They're throwing their value overboard to keep Jonah on. Because we, when we don't relinquish our own understanding, people who are on our ships with us have to throw their values overboard to keep us on. Ah, oh God. Yeah, 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 uh, it's possible to be dating someone and for them to stay on your boat in your life and you got to throw your valuables over. And anybody you have to throw your values over to keep them on is not somebody that God wants assigned to your boat That if I gotta throw my values overboard to keep you on it means I'm throwing the wrong thing over your God Almighty, that, that if if I got to throw my values overboard so that I can make you happy, then I got the wrong person on my boat. Would you look at somebody, I got the wrong person on my boat, I got the wrong person on my boat. Yeah, 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 if I got to sleep with you to stay with you, before I said I do, I got to throw you overboard. If I, got, yeah, if I can go to the club with you and not to church with you, then I got to throw you overboard. And some of us, the reason why we got so much water in our boat is because you got Jonah on your boat I I feel the spirit of block in here you got to learn how to get Jonah off your boat if they're not making you better then they're making you worse if they're not helping you towards your destiny then they're hurting you from reaching your potential I hear throw them over over in my spirit somebody shout throw them over you got to learn to stop tolerating people who want you to throw your values over. Uh, You got to compromise and stoop to their level instead of them coming up. Oh God. You got to make them uncomfortable. You rather make them comfortable than than, than cause them to grow up and what you fail to realize, you're keeping Jonah on your boat. And so maybe the reason why you keep experiencing storms is not because of what you're doing, but because of who, got, who you got on your boat. It wasn't the men's fault that it was a storm. It was Jonah. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost done. Y'all sit down. Sit down. And the text says, and this is the crazy part, that Jonah... Verse 5, put it on the screen. Had, had gone below the deck. Put it on the screen for me. Jonah, he went below the deck and he laid down and fell. Somebody say into a deep sleep. Watch this. Jonah. Yeah, let's read again. No, no, no. I need verse five, Jonah chapter one, verse five. Jonah had been gone below the deck. The Bible says he laid down. This wasn't no sitting up sleep. The Bible says he laid down. And the text says it wasn't just a sleep. was a deep sleep. Jonah isn't taking a nap. Jonah is sleep sleep. Y'all, okay, I, I got, y'all know when it rain, that sleep hit different. It just, when it starts raining, you don't even want to be at work. You be like, child, I wish, I'll just take away, look, I'll leave at lunch to go home. I'm just tired. I'm just sleep. They say Jonah, he was sleep, sleep. I'm talking about snoring, sleep. I'm talking about wide mouth, wide open sleep. (laughs) And here it is look at the judge position. Jonah is sleep, sleep, while the other men are at the top. trying to get the water out the boat. I need a bucket. They they are hustling and bustling trying to keep the boat afloat. And Jonah... Is our mind and our own understanding? You are insensitive to the impact that your activity has on other people. Good God, Almighty, I thought I was gonna get a better shot right there. Ah, uh, that, that 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 others have to subject themselves to clean up a mess you created. That when your own understanding isn't surrendered, you'll make a mess, but you won't clean it up. Oh, God and some of us have subjected ourselves to people who have unsurrendered minds and they are constantly making messes and they look to you to continue to bail them out the devil is a liar God says this is your season to stop bailing everybody out this is not this is your season to stop giving a hand out but there are some things that people are going to have to wake up and you're going to have to help me clean it Stop going to jail and expecting me to put money on your bud. God says, you got to stop what you're doing. Jesus, that you can't just help create the mess without cleaning up the mess. Don't tell me you're sorry, but come up here. Get some water out of this boat because the best apology is change behavior. Oh, God, don't tell me you're sorry. Show me you're sorry. When you get up, wake up, grab a bucket and help me get some water out of this boat. Somebody shout yes. Oh, God. I'm preaching up in this house. The best apology is changed behavior. I won't define whether your apology is sincere by the words that come out of your mouth. I discern whether your apology is sincere by the activity of your life. Show me you're sorry. Show me you're sorry. Some of us, we just, people just apologize and uh, we just take it. No, you better get up. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Stop sleeping. You made the mess. Help clean it up. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll pacify people like that on our boat. It's all because of an unrelinquished mind. I'm done. The Bible says Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on time. The Bible says, watch this, that Jonah, he gets to a point where they're casting lots to see who it is. It lands up on Jonah. Watch this. Watch what Jonah says. This is too much, and this is not even in my notes. Jonah says, well, just throw me overboard. Jonah, you're a whole grown man. Jonah, you grown grown. You, you got bills, you like, you grown. But Jonah says, throw me overboard. Because when you have an unrelinquished mind, you expect from others what you should be doing yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm done for real When you when you pacify People with an unbeliquish mind, they'll have you running around all crazy when you're grown grown and able to do some stuff yourself I got I come to tell somebody that you are meant to be a husband and not a mother I mean you're meant to be a wife and not a mother that if you can't take care that your job isn't to take care of them. Your job is not to be their mother. Your job is to be their helpmeet. Somebody shout ass, yes, And we'll take on parenting spirits from people with an unrelinquished mind. No, you grown. You grown, Jonah. Oh, I got mad when I read this text. You grown. Throw yourself over. Oh, God. Start expecting me to do for you what you can do for yourself. Just go. Leave. Well, if you don't love me, just break up with me. No. If you ain't going to be grown, break up with me. You grown, grown. Oh, God. I done tapped into something right there. Just leave. No, I gotta do all of this for you to leave. No, you grown. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Throw yourself over. <laughs> Y'all. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Jonah throws himself over. I'm sorry, they throw Jonah over. Like? Right? Because when you have an unbelievable mind, you expect. You expect from others what you can do for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's called learn helplessness. Yeah. You'll just be helpless looking for everybody to bail you out when you have the energy to bail yourself out. Yeah. If you could just get your mind right. But the Bible says that jo- they throw Jonah over, and at the same time they threw him over, there was a big whale. Verse number 17, I'm in the text. And the Bible says that the whale, the big fish, swallowed him whole. Okay? Y'all missed the shout. The text says that the whale, the big fish, swallowed him whole. Now, I begin to think about that thing. And I begin to think about that thing some more. And I begin to think about that thing some more. And y'all, guess what? I begin to think about that thing some more. And what I begin to think about it is, and I did a little research. Well, have so many teeth that the text says that the whale swallowed him whole. And I begin to look at that thing. I said, wait a minute, did the whale have teeth? that if anything, Jonah, he should have been chewed up. Yeah. Uh, but the text says, the well swallowed him whole. Yeah. And I begin to realize that the well was not a way of God punishing Jonah. The well was a way of saving Jonah from himself. Because yeah. yeah. even God speaks well. He'll talk to a well and say, just hold him, but don't kill him. And I want to know, do I got anybody here that have been in some situations where it felt like punishment and it should have killed you, but it actually saved you? It brought you back to a point to say, Lord, here I am. Lord, just save me. Lord, just do it. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you to make a way. Lord, I'm sorry. Is there anybody here that can thank God for his grace? Not only do well... Whales have many teeth. Whales have very strong, acidic, digestive substances in their stomach. So if it shouldn't have killed them in the mouth, it should have killed them in the belly. But when the grace of God and when God loves you, he won't even let you get in the way called the acid in the stomach's well to stop up and say don't kill him. Oh my God, I wish I had somebody in here that can understand that sometimes when God's love show up, it shows up in the form of the well. And here it is. We got to learn to thank God for the wells in life. But wells aren't meant to be lived in. Mm. right the well was god's grace because if the if the well hadn't uh uh, captured him and swallowed him whole the water could have killed him and he could have drowned right so the well was god's grace but the well isn't isn't a place to be lived in he got to come out at some point in time what are you saying pastor Corey? i'm saying you can't keep living your life taking advantage of god's grace You can't keep expecting God to be good when we bad. <laughs> just just live however you want to live. Just doing whatever you want. I just I felt free. That's that's what we do. We just just free. Just cussing anybody out. Just, yeah. It's that country. <laughs> <clears throat> just 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 free. But you're not free, you're bound. Here it is, we're standing. Sometimes God's love, we were thinking about reckless love. Sometimes God's love shows up in the well. But if we're not careful careful, with an unrelinquished mind, we'll take advantage of the well. We'll continue to expect grace. (laughs) So we'll do wrong saying stuff like this. God's going to forgive me anyway, so y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all, y'all ain't never said that before. If you ain't never said it out loud, you said it in your mind because you still did it anyway. You reason with yourself. Well, his love is reckless, so I'm just going to have my moment and God going to forgive me. Mm-mm. <laughs> I've said this before and I'll say it again. For some of us, the worst thing that God has been to any of us is good. And the reason why I say that is because now you think that his so, his grace is so good, you think that the blessings of God is automatic. When God don't have to do anything. He don't have to do nothing. He is not entitled to do anything for us. And we'll walk around with a spirit of entitlement doing whatever we want when God at at any very moment can snatch his grace away from us. But when you got an unrelinquished mind, you'll live in a well. You'll continue to head to Tarshish when God is calling you to Nineveh. You'll continue to choose your reasoning over God's logic. And I want to tell somebody here this morning that God knows what's best for your life. If he created you, then he knows what's best for you. That the creator is reserved rights to us because he is our, he is our creator and we are his creation. Right? my son CJ I, I love him and I train him and I discipline him because I know what's best for him I help create him co-create him and so here it is I want to challenge some of you you felt challenged this morning you felt convicted with all heads bowed and all eyes closed you've been challenged by God this morning You've been living life by your own understanding. You've been living life in your own way. But in this moment, God is asking you to give him your mind. Because God is a leader. He's not a thief. You have to give it. Thank you for listening to Heavenly Gospels Podcast. If you would like to partner with us, and give on today you can give via cash app dollar sign heavenly gospel thank you for listening have a great day